The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything, and that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more, and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Here's the pitch. Swing and a high drive in a right field. More back at the track. At the wall. Gone! Walk-off game-winning Grand Slam for Franchi Cordero. And the Red Sox win it 8-4. They sweep the Mariners in this four-game series. Franchi is the hero. We are back. Episode 17 of Inside the Monster presented by Odyssey. That is Joey Capone. I am Steve Peralt. The Boston Red Sox are the hottest team in the entire universe, and Franchero Cordero hit a walk-off grand slam right in your face. All the haters right in your grill. (laughs) To everyone who's ever doubted Franchi, (laughs) wherever you might be. Wherever you are, if you're the guy talking right now. You suck. <laughs> Everybody knew it, man. The second he stepped up. We oh, were all like, my God, dude. I mean, here's what the a, deal. Well, right. <laughs> Not just today. It has to be said. What a series, dude. What a, what se- a series. What a feeling to walk away from a f- sweep at a four-gamer. First off, Will Fleming, great call. Great call. Great call. The thing that I get excited about, and we're going to start putting more of the calls in the show. It's a great way to kick it off. I always know when a big moment happens... Will's going to crush it. Oh, yeah. He does every single time. That call matched the intensity at the park perfectly. What a moment at Fenway Park. You mm. complete a four-game sweep of the Seattle Mariners with a walk-off grand slam. Mm-hmm. We were watching the game here at Fenway. We're up here. Now there's there's some random game going on in front yeah, of I us. Yeah, I think it's like a high school game. Yeah, they, we were trying to figure out what was now. happening here. But the Red Sox game earlier today, we're up here in our normal spot. Up in the whatever pavilion. We finally have a spot. Yes, that's our go-to. It's the first uh, best seat in the house that we did. That's kind of where Joey and I are for most of these. Uh, The vantage point's great. It's a really good view of the park. Mm. You get some good videos of home runs, documented Three of them today, unfortunately. Two of them Red Sox. One of them off of Hansel Robles. Uh, but it's set up for a walk off. Shout out to Hansel Robles for <laughs> for giving Franchi the walk off opportunity. Oh yes, that's the only reason he did that because. 
if he knew the Red Sox were going to lose, then he wouldn't have given up that home run no, in right. the top of the ninth, right? I guess I didn't think about it that way in the moment, but looking back, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hansel was right yet again. Yeah. What, uh, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? I, I don't know if I really want to focus on that negative. No, no, no. Win. We'll, get, no we'll four, get there. I, th- I thought you were about to drop some right there. positive wins that, that came out of here. No. There was obviously a couple of stutter steps along the way as far as defense goes and pitching goes. But, uh, I mean, it, you can't possibly walk away from that with anything but positive vibes. Five five games in a row now? Is it six games? Is six-game winning streak right now? believe they're it's rocking five. a five-game five. winning streak. The Red Sox are 9-3 and three in their last 12 games. Let's start off with this, Joey. Mm-hmm. We're watching the game, watching the uh, extra inning situation. The second it goes to extras, mm-hmm. after Robles gives up the bomb to Frazier, obviously you think they're going to lose, right? I mean, there's, there's no way the Sox mm-hmm. are 0-6 in extra inning games heading into today. Mm-hmm. We all know at this point the 2022 Sox hate extra innings. They lose every single time. And most of the time, they don't even get the guy in from second base. And Major League mm-hmm. Baseball is like, we'll basically give you one. We will give you a run. The guy's right out there at yeah, second. We'll give you a boost, like step on our shoulder. I mean, there's so many things that get that guy in when you start with him with no outs at second base. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox have found a way to not get that guy in and lose all of those games. So you head into extra Dude. innings, and I'm immediately thinking, not again. It didn't hit me. It didn't. It, uh, I'll tell you, a week ago, obviously, I mean, you'd be a moron to just like let the same thing keep happening over and over again and not expect it to happen the next time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But something about these first three games, man, I was like, nah, this isn't the same socks anymore this isn't the april socks this is not the early may socks this is a, this is a new brand this is the bro. late may this socks, is the late may dude. socks that's exactly this is what the they mid are. to late may boston <laughs> red socks no i hear you but i mean it's jake deekman comes in he gives up that run from second base mm-hmm. then he's got first and second one out and it's that's normally the game. The game is normally decided not by the guy scoring from second. That basically happens every time. Anytime Cora talks about the extra inning situation, he's like, we're playing with the assumption that that run's going to score. And mm-hmm. I like that, at least from a mentality of, like, if you're the reliever, if you're Deekman there, don't think you need to prevent him from scoring. Yes, it would be nice, mm-hmm. but you got a guy starting on second base with no outs. There's a damn good chance he's going to score, and he does. Deekman gets out of it, gets the next two outs, gets J.P. Crawford there uh, with two outs to fly out. And then you're thinking, all right, all right, they got a good chance here. They're going to figure a way to at least tie this game, hopefully win it in extra innings. And in that scenario, Joey, that's the first thing I told you, which is this is just what's been the case with Red Sox fans this year, ourselves included, is that they're going to find a way to line out and then Bobby's going to get like tagged out at second or they're going to throw it and he's not going to get back in time mm-hmm. and it's going to be boom, boom, two outs and now you're down by one with two outs in the bottom of the 10th. Luckily, that was not the case. You get the 10th inning here just to go down with the at-bats. Christian Vasquez starts off with a single. That was uh, a rope to right field. Enormous. I, yeah, I said to you in the moment, man, any pinch hitter situation that works out blows my mind yeah i don't know why it's just uh i don't know i think you've been the, chilling all day yeah you've been chilling and like the idea of just i don't know flipping a coin a four-sided coin a five-sided coin and having it land the way you want is just it's insane i don't know that's that's how i look at it anyway you know what i mean you're getting one at bat all day uh for it to work out is crazy but vasquez has uh that in him he has it's not quite clutch it's like 
Awareness of the moment. Yes. You know? Also, I feel good when he comes up in big ABs. I feel like it's mm-hmm. frequent that he'll have a big moment. It's, again, a lot of what we do, a lot of what Joey and I do here at the ballpark is going off of vibes. We play off of vibes in terms of what we expect to happen. When Christian Vasquez came up, feel pretty good about it. Ploiecki's, you know, had had his uh, a rough start here to the season. Still had a couple of moments when he's trying, he was running around the bases there with Kike hit the double. And I'm like, he's not scoring. That was in the sixth inning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, Weck Dog's not scoring here. But um, you get Kike up there. He then ties the game with the single on a uh, rope to right field. Bobby scores. Vasquez the second. Rafael Devers up. With first and second, I'm thinking this puppy's over. Like, you got no outs. Devers at the plate, who's been super hot. I actually have the – what's the batting average here? Rafael Devers in the last 14 games hitting 431. And it's batting average is a stat that doesn't matter, but that's still very good for those keeping track at home. And so you're thinking – and we even put it on the IG story there. We're like, that this is going to be a ref walk off. Yeah. It was, it was crazy that that's not the way that things went down. I know. You know? I, I'm actually stunned. Well, the the Vasquez slide, mm-hmm. I do love in those situations where... I forgot you, still, about that. I know. Right well, you have the, the Rafi hit to right, and I'm watching, because obviously in extra innings, you know, we're rolling on all of these things. We want to get the clips for the socials and everything. Right. And I'm immediately thinking, this ain't going to work. I'm seeing Vasquez around in third, and I'm like, he's going to get hosed. The ball beats yeah. him by a, a good amount. The slide is solid. I, I guess I was just surprised that that Vasky was that uh, confident that he was safe. I'm not positive that he wasn't, man. I mean, the it was close. That we saw, it was close. The ball was there. Don't get me wrong. The ball was there while uh, Christian still had about four steps to go. <laughs> so I mean, it was a horrendous tag. Oh, it was terrible. It was an awful tag. He didn't cover the plate at all, and. I really haven't seen an angle yet that convinces me that he didn't get his foot on the plate. Yeah. Honestly, anything that we saw, and it's always a little trickier when you're at the old ball yard, but anything that we saw, it kind of looked like he was out, and then this angle looked like he was safe. So I don't know. And Franchi was like, you know what? Forget this. Forget about it. Hey, review this. And that's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah, they zoomed in on his mouth, and it was like, review this. And then there was some big word after. Um, Yeah, as the pitch is coming in. Yeah, that's definitely what he said. It was kind of like Steph Curry saying night-night when he was putting the three up. But uh, Xander Bogarts gets walked, and then I I wanted to get to this point here. Not just Uh what happened, but what did you expect? I remember you asked me. Uh, Before the AB, you're like, if Franchi comes up with two outs, you feel good about that. And I immediately said yes. You did. You did. I'll give you credit there. I'll give you credit for it because I was I was asking in hopes that you'd kind of lift my spirits a little bit. Yeah. Uh Franchi didn't did by no means have a bad series. He had some big moments. He had that triple earlier in, in the series uh, that it like eventually ended up being the the tying run, right? Yeah. Or was it the go ahead. No, the go ahead. Yeah, he was the go ahead run. Yeah. Uh so but by no means had a bad series. Um but with the way the season has started, I mean, you the list of guys that you want at the plate in big moments is a short list. Yeah, you know, I can't believe that I got Franchi on that list, dude. Like I, <laughs> where we're at with Franchero Cordero, the one word that comes to mind is confidence. Mm-hmm. I have confidence that he's going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. He has confidence at the plate. I can't believe we are in late May of 2022, and Franchi Cordero is one of the most confident players <laughs> on the Boston Red know, Sox. Dude. Like, that's insane. He's the man. I mean, he came out here uh, back onto the field 
uh, I don't know what, 15, 20 yeah, minutes 20 after minutes the game. After. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're doing a kids run the bases thing at Fenway here, and he's high fiving kids. He's going up <laughs> yes. to the net behind the plate, and he's taking selfies with people. He's giving high fives. It, it was crazy, man. He was just out here living it up. I'm sure he went back to the clubhouse, and they were like, hey, man, you said a walk off Grand Slam. Like, go, yeah, go, go celebrate, in, dude. Do you? something. I mean, Here's the deal, though. You got Trevor Story coming up with the bases loaded. I'm thinking, oh, this is this is the moment. Mm-hmm. Like this guy has dominated the weekend. He's had his coming out party. He's earned his socks. Trevor Story mm-hmm. earned his socks, which is very important. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, at everyone the, in the socks fan base, we all say that. Yeah, so, yeah that's yeah. a thing that we say. And so I'm thinking, at bare minimum, he's going to have a sack fly. Hits the ball to right. Dude bobbles it. That was kind of a weird situation. Franchi comes up. I'm confident. I genuinely think something good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. O2 count immediately. And it's like, uh-oh, okay, just make contact, maybe a bloop, anything. We will take literally anything in that situation. Need a sweep. We talked about before we went on air, uh, we're on air here, that it's crazy how much we're held hostage by the series finale of a series. Mm. It, it changes the whole vibe of our show. It dictates what the title of the show is. It's everything. And so yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Franchi does literally anything in that situation. And off the bat, not going to lie, did not think that was a grand slam. Because <laughs> a lot of times in these situations, and a, and a Sunday crowd is a more chiller crowd. You might have a lot of families there, a lot of kids, a lot of, oh, you know, the yelling off the bat um, when you really don't know where the ball's going to go. I'm always looking at the outfielder. And right fielder there didn't – he seemed to have a beat on it early. And I'm like, oh, no, is this just going to be a deep fly out like we've had so many times with this Red Sox team this year? Mm-hmm. Warning track power. And a split second later, you're like, no, nah, this thing's gone. This is a walk-off slam job. Uh, yeah, so I'm a horrific judge. Of well, your vision stinks, right? My vision stinks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you've been around me a couple of times where I'm like, oh, you're like, that's <laughs> – it's a fly that's out to barely, short. Yeah, that's it's a pop yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, Xander's got that one. I know. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just a bad judge of it. I don't know. Uh, and then this one, I was also watching through my phone because I was, you know, yeah, shooting getting it. the shot. Yeah, I had no clue, man. I really wasn't until everyone celebrated. I was, I was fingers crossed. But yeah, man. Last thing I was expecting. Huge, huge shout out, uh, Franchero Cordero. Mm, yes. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable game from him. Great series from him too. Uh, two other bombs today too, though. Yeah, no, there two were two. Bombs. There were two other bombs. I still got more Franchi thoughts though. Oh, we, oh okay. We yeah. got more Franchi yeah, got, stuff. Well, we I mean, like that, 30, that was the moment of the year. We we got another yeah. three hours on Franchi. Yeah. Where, I want to talk for the next three hours about Franchi. So the Cordero. launch angle. The launch the... angle was sick. The ball went over the bullpen, which is known as being sick. Like I, one of the biggest takeaways. Mm-hmm. And we lose a little bit when you're watching live. You don't see everything that happens on the broadcast. So Franchi hits the walk-off Grand Slam, which I still think is insane. I, I actually, even though I it's thought... It's sentence to say, isn't it? It's insane. Franchero Franchi- Cordero hit a walk-off Grand Slam. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... Regardless of what happens the rest of his life, that's going to be there. Same with Travis Shaw. So uh, it, it can happen to anybody. But still, <laughs> that, that swing... No, I know that was probably an unnecessary diss. Travis Shaw is, is a friend of uh, a friend of the team, friend of the program. But I that that specific swing was incredible for so many reasons. But one of them being, it gave us an all-time Heim Bloom reaction. Oh my! I have, oh my. I don't think I've seen Heim get that excited about literally anything, <laughs> and he had one of these real like yes. <laughs> Such a, a and stats so stats stats tweeted out the slow mo and it's just the ultimate 
it's kind of like proud fatherish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's very like that's my boy, and it was just that was prime. I mean, it's the same exact emotion. It literally is. That's yeah. my boy. It yeah. is proud father. Yes, and so I don't know if there's a little bit of like, hey, everybody talking Betty Teddy. Shut up, all right? I, ben Intendi's had a good start to the year, but you know who else has? Franchero Cordero, and he just hit a walk-off Grand Slam right in your face. Anything else on Frenchie? Uh, uh, huge Heim reaction, huge Dave O'Brien reaction. Obi lost his well. mind. Yeah, Obi lost yeah. his mind, yeah. He's I mean, you have to. He's in a, a mental institution at this <laughs> yeah, moment, actually. You yeah, have they, to, but yeah. I just loved everything about it. I, I loved everything about that moment, and again, it changes the whole vibe. A four-game sweep, Getting to three games of 500 now on the season, it's just it just changes things. You're going into an off day too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Now you get to travel to Chicago, mm-hmm. do some cool stuff on the off day. Then tomorrow night you get to watch the Celtics tie up the series two two. It's just good vibes, Joey. Great, Great vibes, vibes. Great vibes are back at Fenway Park, and that has me all giddy. It, it's it's uh it's a great time to be a Sox fan. I'll say that. How yes. about that? Yes. Um. The other two bombs today. Can I talk about these now? Please? Yeah, no, we got good Frenchie talk. Good Frenchie okay, talk. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 400 footers. Yeah. Uh, Story hit a, a 403 foot one and Arroyo's uh, 431 it. feet uh, home run in all 30 ballparks. Mm, An that. absolute rocket. That thing got out of here in a hurry. Um, it, it's always a bummer when it. A home run hits the uh, the ads above the monster. I know because you never you cool never really see back, it, it's like see it's not a complete it story. Yeah. It feels it feels like the clip cut off like early on you. It's like I need to see how far that would actually go. Yeah, yeah whatever Statcast, you got the distance, but I want to physically see that thing smash a windshield. All right, I, like yeah. I want someone's car ruined and I want to see over it over there on purpose today <laughs> in the hopes that my car would get. But it was just so awesome. Like oh, Christian's back in the line. That's good. I mean, I'm glad that he's getting some maybe's first pitch. Yeah, I know. Get out of here. I know. So uh, that was huge. And um, Avaldi today. 11 strikeouts it's a career high somehow i don't know how that's a career high that doesn't make any sense to me i saw it no i checked it and it's a fact nathan of all the 11 strikeouts is a career high i I don't get it is it just in starts because i I can think of one relief appearance that was long that i remember him dominating yeah he had 20 k's everyone remembers that yeah i mean it's there's it's just stunning to me. He's had six career 10K games. Mm. Once he hits 10, he's like, I'm good. Like, I, I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm serious. The, I'm, I'm talking. No, I know what you're talking, yeah, okay, but he didn't yeah, have more than yeah, 11 yeah, yeah. strikeouts in that outing. That hey, would wasn't, be he out there for, wasn't he out there for <laughs> seven innings? Six and, I think, six and a I third? Think five or six. Like, There's no way he had more than 11 strikeouts. I remember him. I bet my life. I bet my life he didn't have 12Ks in that, <laughs> in that relief appearance. But yeah. um, a thousand career strikeouts, mm-hmm. which is cool. Anytime you hit like certain milestones that... I guess matter, but don't really. I'm always like, oh, you know, that's that's cool. That's I, I got number. here a little bit late, so I missed the Arroyo homer, uh, but was listening to Will and Joe, and and they were like, no, oh, that's that's a thousand career strikeouts, and I'm like, neat. I cool. guess you know, that's a round number. If it's you hit three K, then it's it's insane. But yeah, thousand career strikeouts. So there you go. That's a fun fact. Uh, the tough part. So I talk about the spot that we watch these games in, uh, kind of mm-hmm. up in this whatever pavilion. I don't even know what the... I'm looking over. State it's Street Pavilion. State, it's like Section 2. It's State, a, it's Street, State Street Pavilion 4, I believe. 2 and 4. They're right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only even... So it's a, it's, a great, it's a great view of the park, and the best vantage point is down the right field line. And for that Frazier homer off of Valdi, 
it was like, oh, no, immediately. Like, Yankee Stadium, anything to right field in general is oh, no, right to right center, because that's an absolute joke of a setup there at Yankee Stadium. But with Fenway, they give you a little chance to get a cheapie. You have to very specifically hit the ball right down the line and Mm. tug it, you know, right in between the pole. And that's exactly what Frazier did. It It was like you couldn't have plopped that thing any better right past the foul pole and mm-hmm. just kind of tightly in there like the second row. And, and it didn't it didn't do that thing that didn't all of them do. Yeah, the the that that sweet curve, that that's, sweet that's, tail didn't yeah. do that at all. Yeah. It just a just a straight shot down the foul line. Uh, gr- beautiful vantage point. No, I know, but I just think right off the bat I'm realizing it wasn't doing the tail. I'm like, yeah. "Hey ball, how about you do what literally every ball down the right field line does? Tail a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And so no, it stays it fair, and that's the only runs that Evaldi gives up. But mm-hmm. uh, I believe six and two-thirds today, 11 strikeouts, a very, very, very good bounce-back start for Nathan Evaldi that is well aware of the high-low ERA and knows that that start he had earlier in the week does not count. No, I was going to say, I'm sure you have his high-low. Uh, I don't, I don't, but it's it's better than no. it was before because he was great today. It, it is. It is. I would imagine it is. Do you want to do, uh, do you want to talk about the couple of these other games, a couple of these other starts, get through the tough parts of the series? Yeah, I, I think the tough parts of the series. There's one of the tough. I mean, you were talking, you were hinting at of all these. Oh, one, one quick thing from one, today. One quick thing yeah, from today yeah, yeah, before yeah. I forget. It was funny to me that in the 10th inning, right when we, we reached extra innings, a big thunder happened. It was just like boom, boom, boom. Like there were mm. thunder was happening around Fenway Park, and it was so indicative of what everyone's feelings were <laughs> as the team entered extra yeah. innings. It was like, oh no, guess what's coming? The it's sun probably disappeared bad. behind a, a a brand new storm cloud that yes. just showed up out of nowhere. Yep. The wind came in. I, I heard a voice from the sky. Yeah, I thought that was a little I think it was speaking Latin. Yeah, yep, it was Latin. I, I would agree. Yeah, but that was. That specifically to me was like, oh no, that can't be a good sign. And yeah. luckily the Sox were like, forget about it. It's an okay sign. They're now one and six in extra innings. They're one and zero oh in their last one in extra innings. Holy cow! Yep, is that real? Yep, that's. A oh fact. my god! That is from wow. Red Sox stats. Um, and here's a here's a, <laughs> here's a stat for you that uh, I, I I looked up myself. Uh, the the Boston Red Sox, the uh, baseball club, yeah, are currently rocking a nineteen and twenty two record, Steve. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. That's through forty one games. Considering how things started. Yeah. Oh my god oh my gosh, yeah. That is through forty one games. Our old friends, yes. the nineteen ninety six Boston Red Sox through forty one games, mm. seventeen and twenty four. Okay. They're ahead of pace. This team is two games ahead of pace yeah. of an eighty five win team. Yeah. That's hey, I'll take that. It's be like ninety six. It's mm-hmm. funny. There's always like one person in the comments. Mm. W- what's be like ninety six? Yeah. I'm like, just listen. Do I, a little research, you know. I, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with this all year, even if this team far exceeds what nineteen ninety six was able to do. Which today, if you asked me, I would tell you they're very capable of. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with it, man. I'm. I'm. We started it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah, I would fully agree. Uh, we got to talk Trevor's story. So. Unless you, oh, Dude, oh, how you, on earth? How on earth have we gone this long without talking about Trevor Story? No, we we well, it's because Franchi's like French. the greatest player on the planet. Right. I, so I, I tweeted that out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like Fred Cheryl Cordero might be the greatest baseball player of all time. And I, I know you never want to read too much into the replies. We'll talk about some replies later on. Um, but this dude was like. 
are you saying Franchi Cordero is one of the greatest players of all time and being serious about it? I would really hope not. <laughs> I, re- he's, I think he said, like, I really, really hope you're joking about this. <laughs> like, no, dude. I'm dead serious. This is one of the No, dude, uh, this is the first baseball game I've ever watched. Yeah, I've never been to a game before, but yeah. your batting this average is, is good. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm just starting. Oh, oh no. this is you just guys, the beginning. You guys this, got him riled up on the batting oh, average. This is just, no, I'm just starting on the batting average. But Trevor Story. Trevor Story. Take it away. Five home runs in four games. Three of them in one. Let me let me look up if that's good. Yeah, hold on. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Trevor Story... Had five home runs in this series. He had Four six games. hits, and five of them <laughs> were home runs. Insane. Uh, it's a rare occasion where a May game will... Determines the MVP of the year. Determines the MVP award. <laughs> and that both leagues decide to give it to the same guy. Yeah. Uh, no, man. I was going to say it's crazy that a May game will get like a tag, like a that game. You yeah. know, it's usually yeah, yeah, like yeah. the World Series, like the Nathan Nivaldi game, yeah. the 18 inning game. Or like September, maybe. There, there's yeah. not many chances for you to have a the that game yeah. in May. The story game, the story coming out game. Oof, the story welcome to Boston game. There's a, yes. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, Oof. people know what game you're talking about. Yeah. That, I mean, just absolutely unbelievable. And then, and then to follow it up, the next night was it was it the very next night it was what's up it was the next night was the fourth homer right yeah 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 it was the gomes homer yes i mean oh i mean a that grand i mean slam. it was a grand slam yeah, to it Johnny was, gomes. yeah it was the grand slam to gomes I, yeah. I i have i mean eight million thoughts on that first off i had to do a lot of research there i was just you know checking on the old twitter machine like why is no one saying i'm pretty sure that was johnny gomes but like no one was saying it yeah. out of the gate because the shot wasn't like super close when it was live, mm. and the dude's lifting his shirt and showing his nips, like I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I I think that is there are few people I could get away with that. Few former Red Sox players that could just like lifting their shirt after bobbling. I can't even say he caught it because he didn't catch it, but mm. after ending up with a a current player grand slam. Bobby Door. Yeah, it goes Bobby Door. <laughs> it goes Jimmy Fox and Johnny Combs. Those are the three guys that can do it. Um, yes. But yeah, Yaz. I mean, Yaz was known for being a lunatic. He always did stuff like that. Yeah. But when I realized it was Gomes, it was an immediate like, okay, that all checks out. That it, it makes sense that this guy would be lifting his shirt and he'd be going nuts and he's putting the ball on top of three empty beer cans. And it's yeah. like the second or third inning. It's like this guy's already ready to go. So that home run was incredible. The reaction story had was all time. I'm always going to be a huge fan of the side cam, almost like the dugout cam of the the player when they hit the home run. Mm-hmm. Mookie's the first that comes to mind when the, the, right. it's the, time the, to the party. Yeah. Uh, slammage. That was a slam, right? Just, yep. Yeah. yeah so party, yeah. it's time to party. That reaction was incredible. Trevor doing like the. It's so funny how a certain motion can mean a certain thing. He's running and kind of ducking down as if to say like, I Go think ahead. I think that's gone. <laughs> I think that puppy's out. Like that was that that's you were how, getting. I was getting like, a, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, it was part of that. I, I just I'm looking at it. He had so much confidence in it because I think off the bat, a lot of these guys know if they got it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think off the bat, he's really thinking he got it. 
and it's almost like he was trying to will it, you know, will it to go over the monster by being like, "Come on, baby, let's do yeah. this." Like I think he's it's out like of a here. chugga chugga thing. It, yeah, almost. he's basically like choo 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 choo, <laughs> and it gets over the wall, and Johnny Gomes goes nuts. But what a moment! That was crazy, man. That was crazy. I'm just so happy. I'm happy for Trevor. I'm happy for this town. Yeah. I'm just happy that it happened, you know? Yeah. And that for at least a little bit, the people who have half a brain have been saying mean things about Trevor's story can, well... They shut can up. Rocks. They can shut up and they can kick some damn rocks. I, I, I used to say, I've done this multiple times mm. when I'm trying to like tell someone to shut up uh, yeah, on a pod or Twitter, whatever. Mm. I say, eat rocks. Eat rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's been mean to Trevor's story can eat rocks. Absolutely. Eat so rocks. there you go. He added 100 points to his OPS in one night, Ooh. which after looking it up is very good. That was on the three-homer night. And I got to say, before the series started, because he was getting buzzing before, like once mm. once things actually got going, it's like, okay, this guy's really here. Mm. He'd had a couple of moments before. The three-homer game really was the welcome to Boston game. They had a really cool breakdown on MLB Network mm. uh, with Trevor Story. I think it was from 2019. And he's talking about, and I, had, I hadn't noticed this until they pointed it out, that his left foot kind of hovers a little bit. It never really plants until he needs to plant it. So mm. in his stance, it's not a toe tap. It's like a toe hover, mm. and he explained why he does it, and it's essentially like he's using like a power-up like mid-pitch. Like Basically, when he decides to plant, mm -hmm. it's based on what pitch it is, which I'm like, that is some next-level hitter stuff. Like he's, he, he picks up the pitch mm -hmm. and decides when to plant, when he wants to get the most force going into the swing, and he broke it down, and I was blown away. I had never heard anything That's some like that. Real student of the game stuff. Have yeah. You, has there been any clips that have come out this year of like him and JD looking at the iPad together? I would love to. No, see. No, but like, I mean, you got to think they've done it, and, and I'm yeah. sure they talk hitting all the time. That's mm -hmm. JD's the kind of guy that I, I think he's a very good quote unquote hitting coach for this team. Mm -hmm. But I can almost promise you, he's a dude that looks at very few other players as being on or anywhere near his level of hitting expertise. And so mm -hmm. when you have someone like Trevor Story come to town, it's like, oh, okay. We oh, speak hey. a very similar language yeah. of hitting. Like, there are certain guys where it's like, dude, he probably in the back of his head with some of the younger players or guys that don't have as much experience mm -hmm. is like, you didn't know that. Like, I'm sure JD's got <laughs> some of that to him. Like, come on, man. That was like, I knew that in my, the minors, dude. Uh, and he talks like that. But I, I think having JD, someone yeah. like Story in here... This is what you expected. You finally expected it to come around, and this yeah. is the guy that you paid for. Yeah, you expect, what, 1.2 homers per game. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. the only reason they got story is that he hits five homers every time they have a four-game series. Well, it's important to remember, Steve. I don't know if mm. you remember this. Trevor Story was actually in the Home Run Derby. That's last why year. they got him, man. He's in the Home Run Derby, and that's actually Heimblum saw him and yep. he said, "Like, have you done this in a game?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I do it like five times a series." Yeah, Heim would never admit this. The only reason Trevor Story's here is because he was in the Home Run Derby last I know, year. I know, that's why. It's not because of any of the other stuff. Heim doesn't mm -mm. really do much research. Like he saw no. him in the Home Run Derby and was like. That guy needs to be He's in Boston. Colorado, you said not. I don't really watch other games. I watch uh, the Red Sox because I do. I work for them. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't really watch. You ever other heard teams. of the Home Run Derby? Uh, yeah, Trevor Story was <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, I tuned in for that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we got him for multiple years. <laughs> I took right? time out of my schedule to watch that. To watch that, Trevor Story had a two thousand OPS in this oh, series. Ooh. Do you want to hear what? Some 
Do you want to hear some some uh, his his line here? Let's get a line. Yeah, right. line. He went line, please. He went five for seventeen. I'm sorry, six for. He oh went my God. three for eight. Jeez, Louise, I'm so sorry. He went six for fifteen. Seven runs, five home runs, thirteen ribs, two walks. Yeah, it's incredible. And I a mean, two thousand OPS. And he had a, a to be 21. exact a twenty one eleven OPS mm. for the series. Let, let me just say that again. Trevor's story had a twenty one eleven OPS for the series, which is a stat I just learned this weekend. <laughs> I never knew about OPS. So. What a series for Trevor Story. What a day for the Boston Red Sox. The Sox are super hot right now, and the haters have become oddly silent. That much I do know. Mm-hmm. we got to talk about Garrett Whitlock. Um, that was tough. Incredibly quick, let's talk about yes, it. Yes, let's, let's talk about it. But it's yeah. just Three still, it's, it's a big deal. It's, uh, it's not what you want to see. In his mm-hmm. first inning, gave up four runs, six hits, nine batters faced, 30 pitches, and just didn't really look right. And... We talked about this at the old ball game on Saturday. Another very impressive win by the Red Sox uh, after being down 5 to nothing to the Mariners. It's always going to sit with me wrong seeing him out there as a starter. It just doesn't feel right. I understand the logic for it. Long term, they think this is the move. But he doesn't look... Maybe... Tell me if I'm stupid. No, I dude, am stupid. I'm with you, dude. He doesn't look the same when he starts. It's I just thought the, you were going to say he doesn't look like a starter, which well, I was no, And that's say. part of it. Well, I think a lot of that is, is tough because it's like... You know I'll, It's your first impression. Sure, it's like you know him yeah. as a reliever. But, but I just, I, it just doesn't look right. It just doesn't feel right. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because we fell in love with him as a reliever. It's like when you're trying to like it's you're trying to like sneak a couple desserts out of the freezer. Desserts out of the freezer, yeah. When you you only should get one, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to sneak another chip witch out of the Mm -hmm. freezer when your mom's not looking. That's what it feels like having Garrett Whitlock out there as a starter. It's kind of like you're trying to tell your mom like this chip witch. No, this is a sandwich. This is dinner. Yeah. This is dinner. This isn't a dessert. It's kind of like when your mom like won't let you ride your bike for as long as you want, mm-hmm. but you still stay out a little later than you should. Our target demographic is 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when, when mom doesn't let you <laughs> go out with your friends yeah. and listen to rap music. Essentially, Garrett Whitlock starting mm-hmm. is like when your mom yells at you. For staying up too late. Yeah, but she doesn't even get it, man. She doesn't even get us. She, she doesn't understand. Uh, parents, parents just don't understand. It, but yeah, Garrett totally feels starting like, is kind of like when you're up, like, <laughs> like, one he more. Moved, he, <laughs> he ended up going three innings. He gave up ten hits. Uh, he gave I up five earned. It. But here's what nobody's talking about from that game. Yeah, what's all right? And by about. nobody's talking about it, I mean I didn't really look into it because I didn't want to look on social. It's always great when like you start. don't want a thing to be the case. So you just don't look at it. You being, yeah. I, I do it the same. I, yeah. I like. It. I haven't seen this. It might be out Sometimes there. Sometimes I'll I'm make not up what people about are it. saying because yeah. you can't turn down what people are saying. What do you got? After his three innings, there were six scoreless innings from uh, Danish Diekman, Robles, Schreiber, Barnes. Yeah, it's very impressive. And that that's a list in which there are a couple names that have had some struggles. And even if they only had a you know an inning out there in that game, five scoreless appearances back to back to back to back to back is just fine by me. I'll take that from our bullpen any day. When it's just a bizarro world. We we keep using this phrase, but to have Garrett Whitlock come out, give up five, and then hand it over to the bullpen and like Robles and Deacon shut it down is like What's it's going it's on? insane. You get yeah. six innings out of your bullpen, they give up two hits. And let me accumulate the strikeouts. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight Ks from the pen. Woo. 
in six innings pitched on Saturday in that comeback win for the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, summary for Whitlock is that I just I'm not gonna I haven't felt right as him seeing him as a starter. The feelings have been a little bit off. The vibes have been a little bit off. The numbers have been a little bit off. Naturally, he's not going to maintain like a one ERA when you're out there for more innings. But I think he's averaged maybe even a little under four innings to start. So you're bas- he's basically a, he's basically an opener. Honestly, like it's mm. it's kind of like you're using your your secret weapon, even though he's obviously not a secret weapon anymore. But to to open a game like like the Rays would yeah, or once something every it, five days. Well, yeah, you get it just your doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. And I, I know Red Sox stats. Uh, alludes to this all the time, but like if you could do a rerun of this season and just kept Whitlock in the role that he's been in, what would their record be? I gotta think, Joey, they're probably what they've played. How many games have they played? They played forty-one games. Mm. I gotta think there's a good chance they're like their records flipped at least, and they're twenty-two and nineteen instead of nineteen and twenty-two. Maybe even better. They might even be twenty-three and eighteen right now if you just kept Whitlock in the role he was in. It's probably much ado about nothing, this conversation, because I think they're just going to keep him in that role. So is I what don't. it is. I don't. I don't. Cora seems pretty specific about it. It doesn't seem like he wants to mix that up. Yeah, I think part of that is availability stuff. Um, it's honestly uh, keeping Hauk out of the rotation rotation right now with you know some upcoming trips to Toronto that he's not going to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, but you got to think when Hauk's back in the rotation, if he gets back in the rotation when sale comes back when paxton joins the club like you're talking a month and a, like 5 weeks from now 6 weeks from now i see uh uh whitlock back in the pen you do i, I mean do. we'll see we'll I, see. I would, they like very in a perfect world i mean who knows what actually the timelines turn out to be for sale and paxton did that kid but just hit a home run that kid i'm sorry let's just oh shut my up God. this child how just, old is that kid that kid looks like 15 years old and he just Did hit, he, a, he just hit a home run, run into the monster. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know this is this is this is great podcasting wow. here, but this is uh, he just deserves a shout out. This kid right. deserves it. How old is this kid? Oh my gosh, wow. that is insane. He can't be any older than fifteen. No. Holy cow! That is insane. He just <laughs> hit it to like the second row of the seats, and not even like. Down the line, he hit it up, up like by the Red Sox Foundation part of the monster. Yeah, like right far over right. Him. Yeah, that's what. Congratulations, congratulations to that kid. Wow, I saw them. I saw them looking up, and I'm like, mm. no way. This yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't actually gone. Oh my gosh, got to find out wow. what that kid's name is to give him an accurate shout out. Yeah. But wow, okay, shout out, kid. That's Absolutely insane. Nuts. Anyway, Garrett Whitlock, <laughs> I think, is going to go back to the bullpen uh, in time. Or at least I'm, I'm rooting for it, and I see a window for it to happen. I think that's a better way than saying I think it's going to. It's like I want something. It makes sense, and I see an avenue in which it's possible. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's kind of like when you want the second dessert, and it's you understand. like when your mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. kind of like your mother. Damn. All right, Boom. series MVPs. I think it's that time. You go. Trevor Story. That's... That's a new chant that I made up. I think we're going to start Trevor doing it. Story. <laughs> I'll teach it to you guys after the show. It's a hard one. Meet to me get on my Twitter. Um, yeah, it's Trevor Story. Uh, in case you need a refresher, six for 15, seven runs, five home runs, five home runs. Three of them came in one game. Five home runs this series. Three of them came in one game. He had six hits. Five of them were home runs. A 21 11 OPS over this <laughs> series. I think it's Trevor Story. Steve, who do you got? So 
for the sake of mixing it up a little bit, because I would agree Trevor Story's the guy for that series. You'll notice, Joey, over the course of the season, hopefully we do many series MVPs. There's many series wins. Mm-hmm. Sox win a bunch of games. Go Sox. Go Sox. Um, I, I kind of always enjoy shouting out the guy that had the biggest moment of the series and giving him the series MVP. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily how normal MVP voting would go. Normally, it's if you're talking about the course of the season, like it's the guy that accumulated the most stuff. But yeah. I still, I look at it more as like All Star Game MVP. Yeah, where like who had, that'd be crazy if at the end of the year they were like they just gave it to like the guy that had a great he, last he, week. Yeah, he had a yeah he had like a sick moment. At one Some point, dude on the Pirates like, hit a walk off in like yeah, September twenty ninth. Crawford gets it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Joey, Cap- Joey Capone, Joey some, Capone, some, some, some made-up made up name like that. <laughs> um, so I, w- I am going Franchi Cordero. Sorry, I am going Franchero Cordero. Thank you. Hit 300 for the series. A huge triple on Saturday to complete the comeback. Obviously, Vasquez is the guy that drives him in. But triple makes it way easier for Christian. He doesn't even have to get a hit, even though he did. Uh, that is my series MVP. Walk-off Grand Slam on Sunday. And it genuinely in a moment where it felt like, here we go again. Red Sox aren't going to get another run home, even though they had bases loaded, bottom 10th, had tied the game. Mm-hmm. This is going to go to the 11th. I don't know what would have happened, but I'm telling you, Joey, I think they would have lost if it went to the 11th, just yeah. based on how that's gone for this team. But mm. this is the late May Sox. Again, this, this is, is the late May This ain't Red the late Sox. March Sox. This is the late May Sox, and these guys are buzzing. Mm-hmm. Franchero Cordero is my series MVP. I love when Franchero Cordero comes up to the plate that is an insane turnaround in how I view this guy. Oh, yeah. I just I can't believe it. He comes up, and I'm like, it's going to be a quality A-B. He roped it out to first, roped it out to second. He was hitting the ball on the screws all game, and the payoff is a walk-off. Slam. Some hard fouls. I know that's stupid, but he no, had some hard. No, that's not dumb. That's like, and I, I know that was like the favorite thing for Kike earlier in the year. It's like, he's got some of the best foul balls you're ever going to see. But no, he was, yeah. he was roping the ball all day. Mm. And I like seeing a guy get paid off for that. Yeah. When you get screwed a little bit and two balls would have been hits if they mm. were a couple feet to the left or right, yeah. he's like, screw it. I'm just going to hit it over the bullpen. So literally yeah. nobody on the field can catch this. Yeah, so. pre, uh, pre-Teddy ball game home run, as yeah. they call it. Exactly. That's how they always say yeah, it. Yeah, so. it flows right off the tongue. Um, yeah, what a series. What a, what a series, series, Joey. Uh, uh, anything else from the series? A sad we... note for the series. Yeah. Rafi's hitting streak does come to an end, so my series prediction falls flat on its donkey face. Um, did, well, you're, I think you're... I had Doogie with a, a a bomb, but see that doesn't. He didn't play in two of the games, so that's kind of cheap. You could argue him <laughs> dropping the bomb that he was feeling sick. Yeah, was kind of a bomb in its own uh, way. One thing, real quick, I would agree. Yep. The play we got a real quick breakdown. The play where he just wipes out Xander. Uh, that that was yeah. Yikes. Yeah, there was a, there was another there was a couple plays with with Doogie and left that were a little. He had one. He almost bumped into Raffy. Yeah. He undercut Xander. A lot of people in the comments had differing opinions on this, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think in that scenario, it's a lot easier when you see the replay to be like, "Oh, just call him off. Just call him off." AC alluded to this in the post game. You got a bunch of people making noise. This place is packed. It's a lot easier to say, "Oh, just call him off." than it is in practice of actually hearing it, knowing how close the guy is. Like, should I, you know, get away from the ball? Am I? Is that going to be one of those we're looking at each other and it drops type of deals? When you're backpedaling, yes, in theory, it's easier for the guy coming in on the ball than the guy going back. But Xander had that ball. That was Xander's yeah. ball, and Doogie's slide. It just, it just looked wrong. It's I, You can say whatever you want about whose ball it is. 
the actual act of what happened looked wrong, and it resulted in Xander being about as pissed as I've ever seen him. He was upset. Yeah. I did not play baseball at a high enough level to understand how those relationships work. Yeah. You know? Uh, one thing I've never been good at is relationships, Steve. Let's open up about that a little bit. Here. Well, the whole segment on this. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, like, I've been waiting to talk about this. Uh, no, but I, I don't know what's going on there. Because in my in my mind, I'm just thinking that they're both going. I got it. I know. I got I know. it. And like, what is the? Is there a safe word that one of them is like pineapple? Do not. Take off another that step. would be hilarious in slow mo to see Doogie screaming pineapple oh, as he's coming in. But Doogie didn't call him off. So I think at the end of the day, we've seen this a lot, especially this season. A lot of guys colliding, whether it's the Sox or the team they're playing. Mm-hmm. It happens. One thing I know for sure is this still happens way more than it should. So they got to find a way to clean that up because there was one with Story in the next inning mm-hmm. where he almost ran into Franchi. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, clean yeah, it up. Yeah, it doesn't so. feel like it's a, an issue on any particular individual or individuals. It feels like uh, a, a team thing. Like, like, there just needs to be a communication thing fixed. Or communication needs to be better. thing that needs to be worked out. Yeah. yeah, but that that play, very scary. Xander looked like he got shot. Like, it was... He, his body was moving in some of the weirdest way. It was like he was possessed by a demon or something. I didn't know what was going on out there. Luckily, he gets up. He had this look on his face of like, dude, don't even look at me, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what you just did, but I didn't like any second of it. And the error was weird because it's like starts as a double. I'm like, how can that be a double? And then it was like a bogey error, and then it was a doogie error. I'm like, there should be certain plays where it's like it was it was a it was a whatever it was a nothing it was yeah. a no man's land like it was an nml like i don't know cuz that that didn't seem it shouldn't have been a double mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been an error uh it should i didn't i don't know it should have been caught but it was be, it was the thing IDK. that kills me with errors is that human error doesn't get factored in mm-hmm. if a ball drops that doesn't mean it should be a hit if a guy should have had it I always think that should have been an error. If the guy like loses it in the sun and it drops right next to him, that's not a double. Like, come on. And so this guy briefly getting a double for that is silly. But for Schreiber, I'm glad. Schreiber, Schreiber, do I? Schreiber. 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 I'm Schreiber. glad. I'm, I'm bad with some of these names. I'm glad that he doesn't get the earned run there because that would have been garbage for an earned run. He still hasn't given up one on the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want you want to talk uh, just on the Schreiber thing real quick? I told you his name was Jay Schreiber in, in one episode on here. His name is John. His name is John. I just know him as Schreiber. So I, I, you could have told me it was Shribes. Bobby Schreibs. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, but that will do it for our series recap. The Boston Red Sox are super hot. They have won five games in a row and head into an off day, only three games under 500 after a very tough start to the season. This is what we needed for Inside the Monster. Coming up next, we got plenty of segments for you, highlighted by a preview of Sox Socks. That is up next on Inside the Monster. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. All right, we are back. It is time to preview the Red Sox, White Sox series. And to kick that off is Joey Capone with the pitching matchups. Okay, we got a three-game series in the south side of Chicago is the baddest part of town. That's a that's a little song, a song, Steve. Yes, game one is going to be Nick Pavetta versus Dylan Cease. Nick Pavetta is coming off the start of his life. He now has a 4-2-2 ERA. I mean, what can you say about Nick Pavetta? Nicky Smooch is He's awesome. doing. He's awesome. Dylan Cease is leading the bigs with 67 strikeouts and a strikeouts per nine of 13.8. And did you know this? He's from Milton. I knew that. Did not know that. Milton, Georgia. Gotcha. Oh, Game two. Please. Rich Hill versus <laughs> You try to like stump me in the pitching matchups. I'm like, Joey, this is your segment. <laughs> Steve, I had to get you. I had to do it to him. Game two is going to be Rich Hill versus Lucas Giolito. Hill had a tough start in this Seattle series here going two innings, allowing four runs. His season ERA is now 3.9. But it was just 2-8-9 before that last start there. Giolito showed some control issues in his last start, but still touts an ERA of just 2-8-4. He's in the top 5% of pitchers in strikeout percentage and whiff rate. He throws a four-seamer half the time and has a change-up slider and a curve to round out the arsenal. Watch for him to steer away from that slider a bit. It has been getting hit extra hard as of late. Game three is going to be Michael Waka. Versus, I'm going to stump you, Steve. Who is it? Who, who is it? It's TBD. We, uh, they haven't announced go. it yet. So it's Michael Waka. Michael Waka entered the Seattle series with a 138 ERA. He's throwing his changeup more often than his fastball now. Wow. So that's something to note. And that is your pitching preview, Steve. It's time for the weather. Weather update for this Red Sox, White Sox series in the south side of Chicago. South side? South side of Chicago. Chicago. Hey, welcome to the south side. <laughs> that's what they always say. <laughs> so, yeah, it's your Chicago accent. Yeah, sh- yep, that's my thing. Uh, Tuesday night, not looking great. 63% chance of rain. It is going to be 55 degrees. That's gross. <laughs> Don't go to the game Tuesday. Yikes. 8-10 start for all of these, by the way. Wednesday night, not much better. 58 degrees, 51% chance of rain. And as you guys know at home, there's going to be winds coming in from the southwest at 13 miles an hour. On Thursday night, I actually I really like series that are all night games. It gets you in a nice routine. It's like gives us a little time after we do, you know, our tenty do's during the day to have a nice dinner. And then watch the game. I love eight o'clock starts. I was about to do a whole little rant there about the eight forty-five tip for the Eastern Conference Finals, but I'll save that because I know you don't want too much rant, Steve. Today, uh, Thursday is eight ten, as I mentioned, fifty-five degrees. This this series is going to be cold. This is going to be this going to be cool. It's going to be cool, uh, and it's in Chicago, which is always super windy. So twenty-four percent chance of rain should be fine on Thursday. But first couple games, mm. rain is going to be a part of it. There are always those series. In April and May, that just look crappy. And I think this is going to be one of them. That park is kind of whatever. In terms of parks I've been to, mm-hmm. it's 
I think it's guaranteed rate field now, it's which is like, rate like rate, what baby. is that name? Or like go rate field. That's what I'm saying. It's not though. It's not go rate field. <laughs> I did not have a super fun time there uh, last time we went in 2019. That mm-hmm. was around the birth of the ice horse, by the way. Um, who's hitting some bombs in Pittsburgh? So he's he's actually yeah he's he's I don't know what his average is but it's funny when you just base your opinions on like an NL player if you occasionally see him hit homers on the on Twitter it's like yeah. he must be doing well then he's he's, he's, Good for he's him. got two homers on the year he's yeah. doing really well <laughs> um, but no it's it's not going to look overly appealing watching this mm-hmm. game it's not going to feel super comfy being there if you're making the trip yeah, I don't that think is, I'm gonna anymore yeah you're now you're not going to make it no. that is the weather update for. The Red Sox White Sox series series predictions. I'll start, Joey. I got Pavetta. This isn't a crazy one, but I just think he's going to continue to bring that ERA down. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have another good start. Uh, complete game was insane. I still kind of can't believe we saw that mm-hmm. when it was happening. I'm like, this should be a bigger deal in the park right now. It's kind of a chill crowd that night, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, complete game. I'm like, no, this is a <laughs> this is a huge deal. This does not happen that often. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a great start. What do you got for a series prediction? My series prediction is a strange one, dude, and my logic is not going to make sense, okay? Yeah. Uh, I got Jackie getting – I don't. I didn't have a, a hard number here. I was going to say just get getting getting rolling here. I'm going to say Jackie has a big series. Is that specific enough? Um, Jackie has a bad – what did you say? Has a big series. Jackie oh, has a big series. I don't know because I, I was just trying to look something up, and I'm like, did you just say Jackie has a Bad series. My, like, no. my bold prediction is Jackie's gonna stink in this yeah, series. Yeah, I think he sucks. Well, no. it, this, I mean, let's be real though. If you're looking at the home away splits, I think he's hitting like three ten and actually, I, so no, I, I want to find. That's why I brought it up. That's oh, sorry. Do you have the stats? My bad. I, Jackie I Bradley Jr. is hitting three oh nine at Fenway this okay. year with an eight eighty three OPS. Okay, those numbers are pretty uh, good. And uh, I, I think the the whole not hitting on the road thing is just a matter of happenstance. I think he's hot right now, and I think getting on the road is uh, not going to slow him down. So I think Jackie has uh, a handful of good hits in this series. Okay. You got Jackie with a, a big series. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, we got a couple segments to close this puppy out. Episode 17 of Inside the Monster, and that is coming up next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, we are back. Wrapping down episode 17. <laughs> We're wrapping it down. We're wrapping it down. Wrap it up and wrap it wrapping down. Wrapping it down. Episode 17 of Inside the Monster. Joey. Yep. Uh, if anyone that's listening follows me on Twitter, I think they knew that I was going to talk about batting average on this show. So I had a tweet on, I believe it was Thursday. It was the night of Trevor's story being like, I'm super wicked good, hitting three homers. And I had screenshotted the top five batting averages in the American League, mm-hmm. which featured the Red Sox big three of Rafi, Xander Bogarts, and J.D. Martinez. They were all, at the time, hitting over 328. 328, 331, and 342. How'd the tweet do? And tweet, oh, you want to see the numbies of the tweet? The actual tweet did 1,600 likes, so that's always pretty good. It's good. But Callie Melanson, a Astros fan, (laughs) thought she was going to do something. I really thought you were about to call her an ass. (laughs) Callie Melanson is an ass. Callie Melanson, an ass. (laughs) Certified. No. All right. So she, this is, I, I, let me lead with this, Joey. And I'm going to make this, I want to make this quick. It's just like, please do. I've just been irate at the the reaction. You've you've let this. Have you seen me get this? Have you seen me get this upset about something like that? No, I haven't, which is like why I'm like, listen, the tweet. Joey, let me me just, I'll just go into it. All right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I had basically tweeted out. This plus Trevor's story getting hot is scary with the eyeballs emoji, alluding to the fact that the Red Sox have three of the hottest hitters in baseball, three of the highest batting averages in baseball, plus Trevor's story, who's now on fire, 2,100 OPS in the series, is a scary thing for the rest of baseball, which is 100% correct. Correct. Callie Melanson, uh, who, again, is an Astros fan and has probably been getting all sorts of negative comments for the last, what, three years now since that report broke in 19. Mm-hmm. She's probably been getting, you know, a bunch of negative comments about the Astros and the trash cans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she chooses this time to quote tweet me and say, LMAO batting average. When I say that she did absolutely nothing with that quote tweet, it's almost an understatement, Joey. People yeah. in the reply, yeah. I have never had less appreciation for just the base of what I expect replies to be the insane amount of people that are quote tweeting and tweeting out that batting average doesn't matter at all or oh my god you use batting average don't use it batting average and not OPS of four pops up I cannot believe the reaction to a tweet about batting average, and I'm going to say this. Are you telling this. me that she, like, everybody was on? A lot was, of like, people jumping? were on. So here's the deal. It was both sides. Uh-huh. A lot of people were were all over being like, you did nothing with this tweet, which that side's true. She did absolutely nothing with the quote tweet. Thought thought she did something. Did nothing. But then the people that I hate are all like, dude, just take your L. Like, it, it, you lost, man. It's like, no, I, I tweeted about batting average. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? I, that is I, not a crazy thing to do. And for people in the reply, again, to act like I'm not aware of OPS and weighted runs created plus. Like, 
I know the other stats. If you don't know me, hi, I'm Steve Peralt. One of my favorite things is making fun of you guys by calling you a bunch of Fort Borp Zorp losers. I've been talking about Fort Borp Zorp for a long time. The people that are all like, oh, you know, you use like homers and batting average and RBIs to see if a player is doing well. Anyone that thinks they're above the traditional stats that have determined the better players in the league, Mm. you're a loser. You're a loser, and I got no time for you. You're not, and you're not like greater than because you use all these fancy stats that make you sound like you know what you're talking about. You're just not. So it drives me nuts. There were a lot of Yankee fans in the replies. You guys finally have a good month, and you get all the confidence to to be in the replies. I understand that element of it. I don't even if Yankee fans are chirping, I don't even care. It's like that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm I'm a clown to yeah, Yankees sure. to the Yankees and any Yankee thing I mention on Twitter. I'm kind of being a dink. So it's like that's how it goes. But for people to have this false sense of confidence that roasting batting average made you look cool on Twitter is just laughable to me. And it's like you didn't do anything. It's like um, it's kind of like giving a nudge to like the table that you think is the cool kids table. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm I'm one of you guys, right? (sighs) You see how I bashed him? Look, like, you I guys. look. I roasted the batting average. Yeah. Do I do I get some points? And Am if I she in the was club? A, if she was a Yankees reporter, I'm gonna speak for you here. I would almost imagine that you'd be cooler with it because it's like, oh, you know, you're just talking trash and whatever. But like for an Astros uh, reporter to do, it's like you don't not have a reporter. A, she's just a fan. She's, just a, a, fan? she's a fan. She's oh, just a fan. Just it's a not, fan. A, not a reporter. So it's like, oh, like so you don't you don't have a dog in this fight. It's not like oh, like hey, look at this dumbass Red Sox fan, like. But that's what I'm you saying. Know, like you can't just ragging for I, the sake of ragging on someone talking about batting average. No, so, I which know. It's just weird. It's like I get it. I get that there's stats, like you said, like WRC plus. Like that seems to be the one that everybody like was really hyper fixated on. Right yeah, now. Like, people are uh, always going to be obsessed with war. Like I, I right, get it. Yeah. I understand what people are obsessed with, but, but it, just a weird time to do it. Yeah, and it's like why just come for like <laughs> just like out there searching batting average and like it's it's a bizarre know. thing. It's, it's a strange move, absolutely. I I just I don't think I've seen you this fired up about well I just anything. It's, it's a complete and when I I replied so here's the deal I got I got to mention this part of it too because mm. people got all riled up about this. Anytime someone replies to me with what I deem a stupid reply, mm-hmm. and I've done this for years, I will go to their bio and see what they like that's not like sports related. And she said she's a coffee enthusiast, so I said stick to coffee, which is like, that's what I do. If you say, like, lover of bagels, I'll say stick to bagels. That That's just that's what you're going to get mm-hmm. if you're in my mentions being a clown. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. Boom. And she was being a clown, uh. so she got to stick to coffee. And everyone started flipping out. Oh, you're telling a girl. I... Equal opportunity roasting, Joey. I don't give a damn if you're a guy, girl, an alien. Mm -hmm. You're going to get feedback from me that's roasting you back if you're roasting me for no reason at all. Hey, how about you stick to your spaceship? It's like... (laughs) alien spaceship. (laughs) How about you stick to Mars, dude? You don't know anything about (laughs) batting average. All right? So, yeah, in summary... Obviously, I'm a dumb idiot that only goes by batting average and uses someone's amount of hits to give me a vibe if they're buzzing or not. (laughs) Hits don't matter. The fact that Ted Williams hit 406 means absolutely nothing. Tony Gwynn having five seasons over 350, completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter because it's a batting average stat, which doesn't matter at all. So, Callie, you're completely right. Batting average is a crazy way to to use as a barometer for if someone's doing well. 
What a joke of a quote tweet that was. You still want to grab a drink after the show? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one last thing. One last thing. I I promise. I promise this is it. And if you're listening, you're like, please rap. I I hear you. The thing that kills me is I'm okay with a roast if it's a good roast. I've been, we call it boom sauces. And I know Rob would always talk about it. It was a boom sauce. Like, I've been boom sauced by passing. A number of times. Jeff Passan. I mean, he's the best at it. Jeff Passan is the king of boom saucing, and he has roasted me multiple times, mm-hmm. and I've had to just tip my cap yeah, and be like, you got me. Like, I got nothing here. Callie's was not a boom sauce. That wasn't even close to a boom sauce. So anyone. What, what was it? It was a complete nothing. It was a, it was, and it, this isn't like a phrase, were, but uh. I always look at these as like a, it was a, you thought you did something, but you did nothing. Like, that's exactly yeah. what that was. What a stupid quote tweet. False confidence in the people that were in the replies being like, OMG, got him. Like, no, you didn't. Just clown material acting like batting average doesn't matter anymore. But apparently it doesn't, Joey. That's what I learned. I'm new to this baseball thing, and and hits and batting average don't matter. (laughs) One thing I wanted to say, uh, Rafael Devers is on pace for 226 hits, which that's only happened twice this century in a season. Doesn't matter, though. Because hits hits don't matter. I I am gonna be so pissed off if this is you for the rest of the season. If you're like hits hey, don't matter. Hit. Oh, but remember in May when hits. I got quote tweeted. Hits <laughs> so don't it doesn't matter. matter. Batting average doesn't matter anymore. So I'm a dumbo. <laughs> if you're doing this in August, I'm gonna be so mad. If you're like, oh, I'm a I'm, du- I don't even know. No, no I don't. I, I trust me. <laughs> I normally I don't get that riled up yeah. about stuff. It's just again, if you think you did something no, and you understand. didn't, you're gonna get it. So. Uh, that will do it for that, but closing thoughts, Joey. Do you have a closing thought? <clears throat> my bike came in. I got my bike. Nice. I got my bike. Been having a good time with my bike. I, uh, I don't know if I told you this. It's a, it's an electric bike. That's oh, okay. Why, I that's didn't know that. I've been stoked about it. Okay. It's not just a bicycle. Yeah. People are like, oh, it's a bike. I'm like, dude, it's a it's a bike. It's like the coolest bike you can like, have. And it's, it's very cool. It's not like it has like a little throttle on it, but it also just like you gently pedal and yeah. you go like 30 miles an hour. Was it's there any nice. point where you thought maybe I'm tweeting a little too much about the bike? Nope. Okay. Just want to check in on that. <laughs> Nope, thanks for asking. Uh, no, I had a great time tweeting about the bike. Well, because what happened was I said I have to tweet about the bike until it comes <laughs> uh, in. It was supposed to come in that day, and then it I'm, ended up I'm, being I'm three kidding. days until I'm I got kidding. the bike. So I ended up tweeting out a lot about the bike. But I got my bike, and <laughs> my actual closing thought, I, I because of the bike, thank you, bike, yes. I found my spot now. I found my okay. spot. I moved uh, in uh, February, and I finally got... Like my spot to watch the game. Okay. You know, like my a couple of my friends own a bar, a couple a couple blocks from my my place. Uh, it's like a craft cocktail joint. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So like they they're like making like you know like old style um, drinks and then putting like new spin on things. It, it, it's awesome. But they're like a, a no TV kind of place. So like I'll go there and, and watch on my phone if I'm if I'm going. But uh, new joint found it. Love it. Got in with the bartenders. They're like, oh, like call ahead, dude. Oh, I'll reserve a, the you seats. You got a bike? Like we want to be buds. They were like, can <laughs> we? You think we could take a ride on your bike? Sometime? Yo, can we use that bike? Maybe my mom won't let me get an electric bike. Yeah, uh, my, my <laughs> mom doesn't let me ride my bike. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I got I got the in there. Beautiful joint. Like seats at the bar. TV. Beautiful yeah. food. I'm, I'm just very excited. It's nice to find a spot to have like your place. And, and I oh, got one, and huge. I think it's worth, uh, worth bringing up and sharing with you guys. So. Yeah, that was a good closing thought. I like that. Uh, I, per usual, have a couple. Real mm. quick, 
I took a picture of that kid in the Derek Jeter jersey on Saturday at Fenway Park, and I roasted him a little bit. I was probably a little too harsh. It's all good, but I just this is this Joey actually is a Stephen Stupid rule. I think I think this would okay. actually fall under Stephen Stupid st- rules. Stephen Stupid rules. So here's the deal: jersey etiquette at the ballpark. I have no issue if you're wearing literally any Red Sox jersey ever, any Mariners jersey ever for this past series. Basically, any any jersey ever of the two teams playing, go for it. Uh, may I propose any former player of the two organizations as well? Totally fine. Any jersey ever mm-hmm. of the two teams, have at it. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like a Pedro Metz. A Pedro, Pedro Met, yeah, it'll be a little, it'll be a little weird. It makes no sense, but yeah, no, but 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 again, if the Mets are here, then do it. But if you're showing up to Fenway Park on a Saturday afternoon for a Red Sox Mariners game wearing a Derek Jeter jersey, you're a bum. All right, you're you're a bum. You're a clown. Fill in the blank for whatever insult you are. It's a hundred percent a look at me move. I got no time for it. Hence why I roasted him a little bit on Hence Twitter. Why you not only looked at him, took a photo I admit, of him, I told, I put told it on you, the internet. I know. I, I told you I was like, guys, I gotta be right back. I gotta, I gotta get yeah. this. I was like, oh no way, this guy's not getting. I got I'm no like, time for this. I'm, I'm literally gonna talk walking about- around like I'm like Fenway Police. I'm like, no, he's gonna pay for this. He's gonna pay for this sin. So, but no, it, it, it's it's just a complete like unnecessary move. It's funny because his buddies replied to the tweet like, we're embarrassed that we're here with him, like taking pictures <laughs> of him. He had like a thumbs up. So they played into it, which I thought That's was nice. funny. Yeah, was um, but again. And, and and so one one layer of this, Joey, mm. and this might sound hypocritical of me, but like I'm okay if you're wearing like a legends jersey of a different team that's not playing in the game. Like if someone was walking around, this is a awful example that I'm about to mention, but I was gonna say, because this is my example, this is the only jerseys I wear at this point are Ken Griffey Jr. jerseys. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't apply here because he obviously played for the Mariners. But let's say um if I saw someone today with a Albert Pujols jersey on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with it. If you're wearing like a legend of a team that doesn't impact the Sox, whatever, I don't really mind at all. But that guy woke up that day and chose violence. He he was like, I'm going to go to Fenway Park for a Red Sox-Mariners game and wear a Derek Jeter jersey. I just think that's a loser move, and that's kind of my logic on it. So is yeah. what it is. But he, he played in with it, which I thought was funny. Uh, they went along with it. So mm-hmm. I always can tip the cap to someone that goes along with it, um, yeah. goes along with the roast. But – one guy, one guy in the comments said, "Anyone over the age of twelve who wears a jersey should not be allowed in the park." Yeah, harsh. We're getting <laughs> that is who, just right. like, come on. We want to talk about stupid rules. Whoever's rule that was, oh my god, you're going to get your own segment. That was that was very bad. And lastly, obviously, got to talk C's real quick. I, I went to the Celtics game. Shout out to my dad. Had some seats to uh, Game Three, Celtics Heat at the Garden. Jason Tatum had the worst game of his life. I really couldn't believe. I kept looking up, and I'm like. How does he still have nine points? What's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. Jalen obviously goes off, but it wasn't enough with Jimmy Butler not even playing in the second half. They should have stole that one, Joey. Should have. But I feel good. Overall, I feel good about the series. You don't want to start playing that trail in the series thing too much, whether it's 1-0, 2-1, 3-2. You start dancing with that too much, your season's going to end on you. I know they did it three times against the Bucks. They were down 1-0, 2-1, and 3-2. Can't do that again against the Heat. Got to come out and get the W Monday night. And I do love, in closing here, that Monday's an off night for the Sox. We don't have to do the two-screen thing. We can just focus C's, and then it's right back to the Sox on Tuesday. Listen, if you're a Celtics fan out there, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, pretty good shot that you are. Uh, That's great for you that Monday's an off day, I guess, and that you get to go and watch the Celtics. I'm 
so bummed for this off day. When we were coming up on the Atlanta series, I was like, dude, day off before, day off after. Yeah. Beautiful. I could use it. I need a mental health break. I'm so rolling right now. I don't want to stop. I know. I think I might watch like the the Woo Sox or the Sea Dogs tomorrow. Try yeah. To see. No, you keep know, the baseball. Uh, a, I don't think Double A plays on Monday across the board. You'd have me there. <laughs> you would have I me don't there. Know. Um, but yeah, I mean that was incredible just, series at Fenway. Yeah, Got to keep it rolling here. The the Fenway summer vibes are slowly coming back. I would I would honestly just say the Fenway summer vibes are back, mm. and it's going to be a hell of a ride if they keep playing ball like this. Can't wait, Joey. And I'm going to say they do. I, I think this is exactly. Socks. Go socks. That'll do it for episode 17. We got some really cool interviews coming up. Hopefully one this week with a former Red Sox World Series champion. That's a little teaser for you. Ooh, could be anyone. But until then, for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.